Welcome to the Mad Dog and Ollie show. It's your boy Mad Dog. What's up, What's and it's Ollie. Ollie. I know it's a little different setup for me today. It's just we're gonna make it work. It's trial and error. We we're gonna get it down. We're gonna yep. be good. We got the we camp, got the camp photo, photo showing, showing off. <laughs> I know the the old school. The boys, if they're ever watching. I'm on my boy Tempo's in here, y'all. Uh, <laughs> that's a story for another time. Going back to my camp days. Oh, that's my origin story right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so we we're we're recording this Sunday night. Yep. yep. And and we really get a raw reaction to Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Just, it was, it was, let, me just let me just say it was, it was some of the, some most, of the most disappointing, disappointing basketball, basketball to watch because, because you know you that know they could have finished, finished it in game, in game six. six. So you're like, so you're like game, seven, game seven, you can, you write, can the write the wrong. And, they, and they're, they're on, good, on track. good track. And then, and then literally, literally James, James Hartman and Joel Embiid do what they're doing. They just completely let go of the rope. And it it's crazy, it's crazy because, because this obviously it's crazy, crazy for, them. for them. They could, they could only have only Joel, Joel and Maxi and, and Tobias Harris next season because Harden, Harden could, walk, could walk, and they still, and they still didn't, didn't play like, play like with, with with that with that urgency. urgency. So, so. I have something to admit. I have been praying on the 76ers' downfall because I want the Houston Rockets to get James Harden. I, I'm gonna admit it. I can sit here and be like, I'm a Harden fan. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him succeed in Houston. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care. That's like what's the percentage, the percentage that, you that you think he's gonna be in Houston? Be in Houston. Oh, dude, I like in the seventies. In the seventies, because this is a catastrophic law. Like, okay, it is. You either get swept or you lose like this. That's the mm-hmm. only two ways I think that are just complete catastrophe. Even if they would have had game seven, a close game, and they're like, and they're like, it would have been bounce of the ball. They could have been like, yeah, they could have been like one bounce of the ball in the Eastern, the Eastern Conference, Conference Finals. Finals but, but they just, they just did like, not have that. Three, two, you put the Sixers on the bat on like their backs against the wall, and then they just came out and just like they just took it from you. Like you had it in your hands, and I mean they punked it out of there. They just punked them. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I'd like to say I told you so. If you would, you can. I'll let you be the one to describe the group chat comments. I'd like to say yeah. I told you so. And no, yeah, it's a. I'm sorry, we, I'm we say the line. Line. Um, I told you so. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I owe you a little, you a little, a little, a little light seventeen, light 17 because, because we've been on the game. game. But, but <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I, yeah, I, I was really I confident. Really confident I comes in on the Venmo. I'll fill that. I told you. So. <laughs> it'll, it'll, you, you can actually like ping it with like you were right if you wish. <laughs> you I, can you can hit me with that. You know what? You're right about this one. I just I just literally, literally did not see, see Joel and Joel beating Harden hard getting pumped. Because, because I mean, I didn't was, see it happening it like sad. this. I'm going to be real. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, that's just I mean, that's just how it rolls. Tough. And also, full disclaimer, as we're doing this episode, this one is going to be a quick one because uh, tomorrow night. We are going to have a special live reaction or live stream. We're still working out the kinks to it. It might be a live stream. It might be a like right after the draft lottery is announced live reaction to it. But it's kind of a unique week with the draft lottery coming up on Tuesday. 
And that's why we're going to have a short episode Monday and then a short one Tuesday. And then we'll be right back with a Friday episode that will be more full length that we're excited to get you guys. But with that being said, with this, I don't want to get too much into the um, the conference finals yet. I want to take a look <laughs> at the draft lottery. That's the next closest thing we got. Yes, sir. I mean, obviously, it's a borderline of crapshoot, like with how the lottery works. Because, like, I keep looking at them, like, oh, 14. They got 14. I don't know. I've never been so nervous for a draft lottery in my life because it feels like the way. So we have the 14 best odds as well with the with the Clippers. Clippers, or no? Is that no? Is that wrong? No, that's wrong because they they were in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, but like I'm nervous because I know if the balls drop the Rockets' way, it is franchise altering. Victor Wembanyama. Is going to be that dude. It's like like LeBron James LeBron level, James level excitement. excitement. Uh, if, if, if the balls drop, we'd be we'd be we would go crazy. We'd be crazy. Like Chris Holgram, but taller and just bulkier, and a lot, and more, and skilled a lot more skilled on the offensive end. He's on the better offensive and taller Shet Holgram, and that's terrifying. And he's strong. I don't know if you've seen any of the photos. He is ripped, too, right now. Scoot Henderson's also ripped. Getting two would not be bad. It does change, though, the entire – you don't get hardened if you end up at two with Scoot. Agreed. Agreed. I borderline think if you fall out of the top four, you might trade the pick for a star. It might I, – I don't I, see I, – I think, I think if you don't have, you top, don't have three, top three, I agree with I that, agree for, that sure. for sure. If you, have, if you have the third pick, third pick – I'll take Brandon I'll take Miller. Miller. But yeah, but. even at three, that's what I'm thinking. That's why I say if you fell at the top four, because even at four, maybe one of the Thompson twins, you kind of feel comfortable taking. <laughs> like Amen. I think Amen's a lot better. I like the fit more with Amen, and like, but like, we don't need a Jarris Walker, who I think is like who would be available at like four or five. Agreed. I don't really Agreed. want um Azur is Azur. Azur? Yeah. yeah, he's basically, basically a defensive mega athletic specialist. And so, like, you kind of go down the line. Then, like, the point guard you'd want to take, you can get later in the draft. You can get with that Clippers pick. You can maybe trade up with that Clippers pick. Maybe get, get, get Nick Smith. A Nick Smith, yeah, because I mean, he might even just be flat out available there. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You fall out. I mean, you might trade that pick because, look, Brown can get that super max, Jalen Brown. And I agree. I would trade it for Jalen Brown at this point. Would I you trade the five feel- pick and Sengun? And maybe KPJ for Jalen Brown, and then you sign Harden. If we're I not know, throwing not in maximum, in maximum pick, pick, value, pick value, I would I would consider it. But I mean, you're giving up one pick. I mean, but in that hypothetical trade, I mean, if you only had to get away with only giving up one pick, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. mean, chances are you're not drafting a Jalen Brown level player with that pick. Agreed. Agreed. Like even even if you did draft someone who could become Jalen Brown, he's not going to be that good till a few years down the line. And if you do sign Harden, you're going to try and win now. You're I not, agree. You're I not agree. signing Harden. Like you're signing Harden in to win now, because kind of like when they brought in Chris Paul for Devin Booker when he was still young, that was a win now move of a young roster, and the young roster was able to pick up speed very quickly because they're talented with some win now players. And then I don't know if we become the next Suns where we just do ludicrous stuff trading for crazy superstars at some point. Who knows? But, like, we just – 
I like the fit with Harden developing those young guys. I also just think the core, yes, the Rockets don't have a Joel Embiid, but I feel like the depth of this team with the potential of trading for maybe a Jalen Brown and having Harden and with the other players could be a better overall roster than the Sixers. Mm -hmm. Like I know mm -hmm. some people like will be like, why would he leave a championship contender like that? I was like, I get Max, he might be more efficient, but he doesn't have the ceiling Jalen Green does as a shooting as a backcourt teammate for him. Agree. Jalen Brown would be the three. I mean, that's a that's and better Tyrese, than Tyrese. Tyrese Max. Tyrese Max really took really a big took step. A big step. I, believe I believe last year last was his third was season. Third season. So, so he he. No, I believe this year was third season. season. So he's, so he's averaging about 21, 22. 21, 22. He really he took a big really step in the year three leagues. Jalen Green could very well do that. He's averaging. He's averaging. I think 23, I think 22, 23 or so. 22. So. James Harden there. I don't know what his points would be, but he could be averaging 10 assists, and you can have two 25 plus per game per game Agreed. scores. Agreed. Jalen Brown. So you think? So you, you think, think if we get the three, three, four, four, five, five, or four, five, or six, four, pick, five not or six there, pick, not there, we we, we should sign, we should sign James Harden and trade the and pick trade along the pick with along with likely saying likely saying for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yes. Yes, and I, I mean, and here's another thing that could be scary. Jabbar, I mean, you with Jalen with, I mean, Harden had to sacrifice his points, and who knows what he's willing to do. And like, Jabari Smith could average 18 points a game, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. could average something stupid. And I and also Udoka's going to get him gonna shots get him. in rhythm at his spots at a way higher clip than Silas did. Now, I mean, the dream scenario is you get the one pick and you offload a bunch of the Nets' future picks for Jalen Brown, and you bring in Victor Harden and Jalen Brown. Keep Jalen Green and Jabari, and you're set. You have, you have max max potential at every single, every starting, single lineup. starting lineup. You might not have a bench because you traded everything for Jalen Brown. You got Josh Christopher. I mean, with all the young people, you'd be able to – veterans would suddenly want to come play for Houston. Maybe we'd be able to hang on to KJ. He could be our sixth man. In that situation, KJ would be a good sixth man. player to come off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, like you like, see, that's literally that's what killed literally the Sixers. Is. Malcolm Brogdon and Derek Brogdon White. And sorry, Derek that's White. Just a sorry, that's quick just a tangent. Quick like tangent. those players like, are those important. Players are important. Very important. Very important. No, I mean I I agree. And now that like you bring that up and like what killed them and stuff, I want to do move in because this is going to be a quicker episode. I want to move into the upcoming the the the, the conference finals. Like, yep. I want to yep. focus because the East and West. I don't want to get into that just yet. We'll come back around to that. I want to focus on the West. Yep. Nuggets, yep. Lakers. Give me your rundown. Give All me. Right. Give me the. Right. We know. We know. On Friday, on Friday, Daryl was talking Darryl about, was talking how, the about how the Lakers are going to run through the Nuggets. And actually, I'm talking actually, to a lot I'm of people, to a lot of who, people think who think the Lakers have this in the bag. I'm a completely opposite thinking. I just feel like. I just feel like. Anthony Davis Anthony is not going to have the same defensive, same defensive impact. He's going to be guarding. He's going to be guarding. Who else? Who else? I mean, I mean, Vanderbilt might Vanderbilt be able to try. Jokic is going to kill Vanderbilt. Anthony Davis isn't going to be that shot blocker that he was in the Warriors series. So I think I think I'm predicting Nuggets are going to take predicting Nuggets are going to take probably six games. I think I think it's going to take it's going to take some. 
some genius coaching genius from coaching Darvin from Ham, Darvin to, Ham be have, to be able to have Anthony Davis Anthony have, Davis have a, shot a shot blocking impact because if he's on Jokic, he's, on Jokic, he's not going to be able to roll to off quickly roll to other quickly players, to other and, players and, and affect them affect them like that. So like that. So and yo- we know Jokic can kill him with passing. I just feel like I just feel like the Lakers defense is not going to be as effective, and that's what's been getting that's what's been getting their defense. I'm taking I'm taking so I'm going to go – I'm going to start with this kind of monologue. This team is built on defense. Defense travels on the road. Anthony Davis has been spectacular on the defensive end. LeBron looks on a mission. The team chemistry looks outstanding. Like this Lakers team's got something rolling right now that I think is pretty special. They got mojo. And, I, they got and mojo. a lot of people are like, this could be LeBron's like MJ moment. And, like, he could be coming for that crown or he could be really making that conversation kind of messy. And I look into it and I look at this series and I'm like, man, I love the way AD matches up with Jokic personally. I really like what they can do defensively with this team and cause trouble. And, like, I mean, I really like the Lakers. I think they're, they're this is a good matchup for the Lakers. And with that being said, I'm going Denver in six <laughs> because I think winning in Denver is going to be – hard on a team that is old and injury prone and I just something right now with Jokic is he looks like he's out here he doesn't care about that MVP I believe him Jokic he is the like best offensive player right now I feel like all around offense. all around offense with Devin Booker being with gone, Devin Booker being gone hands down Jokic because Jimmy, Jimmy Butler he's the other player in the conversation I think his I defense think his is defense putting him as the best overall player in the playoffs right now. And if he wasn't, and if he wasn't injured, injured, he'd be, he'd probably be, he'd probably be number one, undoubtedly number one, even offensively. offensively but Jokic is just Jokic doing it for his whole team. He's their whole team. He's their whole hub. Like, I mean, dude is like literally beating a team single handedly without running or jumping. Like he is just mm-hmm. jogging and just credit card hopping his way to just destruction of literal basketball. Mm-hmm. He made number one made, pick DeAndre Ayton look like a shish kebab out there, man. He really did. I mean, he bullied him out. There. He gave him a rib bruise, dude, a rib contusion. And Aiden didn't want the work. He was just getting bodied too much. And then they just had no answer. I mean, he's literally out here cooking. I'm watching him just get it. Just ca- I mean, this is like casual, like easy dime, like. Or like when he's getting rebounds without jumping, he's fifty without jumping. Like I'm watching him shoot these mid range jumpers where he's getting fouled, and I swear he's not even jumping. Sorry, I have a okay. dog barking in the background. Okay. 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 Yeah, Jokic yeah. is just the same. Just the same. Also, also, Michael Porter Jr. has been Michael good. Michael Porter Jr. has been good. Jamal Murray's been good. Jamal Murray's been good. And, and last game, close last game, Contavious Caldwell Pope looks like Timothy. So, if they're getting something, they're getting KCP consistently. I'm taking Nuggets. I'm taking Nuggets. But the Lakers, the Lakers have a fighting chance. I'm not going to count them out. I'm not going to count them out. I mean, I just told you all the reasons why I like the Lakers, and then at the end of the day, I don't know if it matters. But like, it could definitely matter. Like, I can sit here and be like, Lakers can do this and this and this, and this is what they have to do to win, and then. I think they lose still, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers also stole this series or this became very mm-hmm. interesting very mm-hmm. quickly because that's what they've done all playoffs. They have made it just very interesting. They have just taken these teams that like they were supposed to dominate or they were supposed to lose to and just win. Like just like to be brutally honest, just overwhelm them with their physical presence. 
And so, like, could they do that to the Nuggets? I mean, I think it. I think it's a decent matchup, but I don't think Jokic is going to do. It. I think Jokic is going to overwhelm them as just an offensive hub, and just take this all the way. So I mean, I, I'm all the way with you on it. I want to move to the next subject, the next series over in the East, because um, this one's interesting to me. I agree. Because going into the playoffs, I always thought if when when the Heat were playing the Hawks in the play-in, like if the Heat can beat the Hawks, I think they have a puncher's chance to beat the Celtics. I like that matchup. I was like, I hated the matchup with the Bucks for them. They lose to the Hawks. They, they're playing the Bucks. I'm like, oh, they're going to get swept 4-1, not going to be a competitive series. I was wrong. They win that series 4-1. They're playing the Knicks. I come out here. Knicks in six, Knicks in seven. Really like the Knicks because I just, I don't know. I'm not thinking they're going to win on smoke and mirrors. Nah, Heat in six. So now I come to this series where I thought they had a puncher's chance at the beginning of the playoffs, and they somehow as the AFC fought their way here. Love an underdog story. Jimmy Butler looks like a man on a mission, man on fire. Dude cannot be touched right now. Might argue be playing the best basketball in the postseason. I mean, I'm about to do this back-to-back takes. I'm going to go Boston and seven. I think <laughs> I I know it's it's terrible. But I just – I think Jason Tatum's the best basketball player in this series. And I don't know how confident I feel Jimmy Butler on his hurt ankle because once he got hurt with that ankle, his offensive production went down. Now, his teammates picked it up, but they're playing the New York Knicks. And not to be like – I don't know if they could have beaten the Cavs in a seven-game series if they caught that. Like that is just – it's matchups, it's timing. I mean, they're just beat up. I, I don't you could I don't know if you know, but does Tyler Hero have a chance to return? I believe he does not. I believe he does I'm not. I'm pretty sure he's out for I'm pretty I sure think, he's out. I don't think they have the firepower. I like you were telling me the Sixers have elite defense, and I mean I, I agree their defense is elite. And I think the Heat have elite defense. I don't think they have the firepower though. Mm-hmm. Because like mm-hmm. even like there were some times where like Jimmy Butler's the only one you're worried about getting untouchably hot on that team. Be hot on that. Where on the Sixers you have to worry about Harden, and even Toby, and even Toby sometimes. Because like, I guess I sit here and then I'm thinking like, there it's just gonna be so because like the Sixers played elite defense and I mean elite. I mean holding the Celtics like 94 points is pretty good. And that they were the best. I believe they were the second best. I believe they were the second best offense in the league this year. The Sixers? No, the Celtics. No, the Celtics. The Celtics? Yeah. Yes. So, and yeah. so, like, even when they played elite defense and held them to that, the Sixers only mustered up eighty some eighty-seven points in Game Six because the Celtics are elite defensively and offensively. Mm-hmm. And I just think mm-hmm. that like they're gonna. It's I noticed like the Heat are winning as like underdogs. I just feel like the end of the day. There's too much firepower that, I mean, 105 points might be the magic number to win a game in this series, 100 points. I don't think the Heat can do that on the mm-hmm. Celtics. No, I mean, while I think no, I, the Celtics play poorly, they can muster that up on the no, Heat. I definitely, no, I definitely am a similar am thinking, a similar because, thinking because coming in, coming in the Sixers, and Celtics. Sixers and Celtics. And going in and after going game in one, after with game one, with James Harden towards James Celtics, Harden towards the Celtics. I was, I was pretty much of the belief, much that, of the belief that the Celtics were, were, I don't know, just kind of weak minded. Kind of weak minded. They clearly have shown. They clearly have they're shown not. They're anything they're not, but weak minded. They're anything but weak minded. They come back. They, Come back, game six, game and six. Just take that and from the just Sixers. Take that from the Sixers. Saving their season. Saving their season. And 
Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is the main reason why he was also the reason they weren't also the reason they weren't doing good at the beginning of the series. So he was spectacular. Exactly. That's one of the best performances. One of the best performances. We've crazy These playoffs. These playoffs. Yeah. If Jason Tatum's in that zone. Jason Tatum's in that zone. And also Joe Mazzulla. And also Joe deserves flowers. He's shown. Flowers. He's shown. He can beat. He an experienced head coach an experienced and an elite coach team. And an elite so. team. So. If you go back to the end of game six through game, like through the last like 55 minutes or so of that series, Jason Tatum had like 70 points. Mm-hmm. Just in the game six, Just he basically won this game by himself. Like through through the last like the last half of the fourth quarter in game seven, dude just killed and he the, was the atrocious for some of their losses. For some of their completely losses. Completely just losing the ball every time. Losing the ball every time. Tries every time. Tries to drive. It's crazy how it's crazy that how mindset to come that back mindset and to come still back be. And still be as crazy as he was in the as series. crazy as he was in the series. He 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 he, no, he, I mean, he when you look back at it, he was the best player in the whole series. He was the best player in the whole series. He wasn't good. He wasn't good. Anything but the last two games. Anything but the last two games. It's funny because, like, now if we were to redraft, even with the same player pool, he was Tatum's not top five. Top five. No. But now he no. would be in my top five. I agree. Now I would. I agree. I could argue I would take him over. Um, who was the who was the last player you? We had Curry. We had Curry. I, I believe Curry was. First. No, I, I would have taken Curry, Curry over him. There was a your la- oh Jamal Murray. I would have taken him over Jamal Murray. Oh no, he was ten. Oh no, he was ten. And, and I had Jamal and, Murray. And was, I had like now Tatum would be in the top ten. Now obviously, like there's only four teams left. It's a little bit different to do that draft with when there was eight teams left versus four teams. Agreed. But still, Agreed. like he like the lot what he's done the last do you two take, games like changing. Do you, think, do you take Tatum? Third right now after Jokic and Butler. Jokic and Butler. Yeah, I I agree. agree. Yeah, like like currently playing, but like I also made like this statement earlier. Like, as good as Jimmy Butler's been playing, nobody would sit here and confident and like you couldn't sit here with absolute confidence that he's the best basketball player in the world. He might be playing out of his mind right now, but not what. But like, not a singular sane person is going to sit here and tell you he's the best basketball player in the world, and in the world. And so, like, and he also has not played like I, he he. What he did to the Bucks was good, but them beating the Knicks was more of a team effort than Jimmy Butler just yeah, willing because he was also injured. Yeah. He was also but, injured. Yes, and so also I'm going to go back to last year. This is actually an eerily similar playoff thing last year. The Celtics were down 3-2 to Milwaukee, won game six in Milwaukee, and won game seven at home, and then played the the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that year, the Heat had home court, and the Heat lost in game seven on their home court. They don't have home court this year. I think the matchup is going to be very similar, and that's why I'm going to go – I might. did I say Boston in yeah. seven earlier? I'm going to go yeah. Boston in six, changing it. I talked myself into it. Boston in six. I wanted to do that before. Then I decided to give the Heat credit, and then I came back around. I'm going. I'm <laughs> the Heat deserves flowers. They have done a good job to get here. I'm going Boston and six. I'm taking. I'm taking Boston and seven. Boston I'm not confident. Seven. I'm not confident. Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra is probably the best or second best coach best in the league. Second best behind coach Tyron Lue. Probably Tyron best. I mean, probably best. So, he's I mean, the best coach so, remaining in the playoffs. And for I, sure. I don't think. For sure. It's particularly close. Actually, I could argue the two best coaches in the playoffs are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't like Darvin Ham. 
I don't think he's a great coach at all. I think they've got two good, good matches. Adjustments, good I feel adjust. like. He was he he was able he, to he stop was Curry more than stop he's been stopped in a long time. He's he was able to job he's, a great, he was able to job a great great plan to slow to down Curry. So. Slow down Curry. Which so. is which is I'll I'll say this. That's a sign of like an assistant coach because that's what he was. He was an assistant coach and he's good at drawing up the game plans. I don't feel like his game management and his timeout management and, and like and his in game adjustments are very good. I don't. I think he has game plans and they practice it, but I think on the fly adjustments, he's not great at making those quick decisions. And that I'd also say that uh, Missoula and Boston's not great at that either. He's good I at agree making with that. Adjust- agree and that, and that, that could just be a sign of a first year head coach. I agree with because that because Eric Spoelstra yeah. is spectacular. And they're not confident. In, in, they're not their, confident in, in what they need to do. Probably what they need to, to do probably fix what's going to on. Fix what's game. going on. In it's a little. Game. They're, it's a they're little, still trying to think they're, about. They're things still trying like to think about timeouts like and other timeouts things and like lineups. And like lineups. they're not as seasoned and they're not they're as thinking on the sideline. They're thinking on the sideline. Yeah, and we do deserve to talk about Mike Malone. He's he's been a good coach. I I put him in that Mike Budenhoser, Monty Williams tier. Like they can win a championship. They're a good coach, but they're also expendable at the same time. Yep. He's not Greg Popovich, yep. Eric Spolstra, Steve Kerr. To where even if something like this happens, is closer to that tier, 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 or the top tier, or the top, or is it too early? What? Or is it too early? Is Emil Doga is closer Emil to that S tier? We know Tyron Lue. He's closer to the Monty Williams tier. The Monty Williams tier with Nick Nurse. With Nick Nurse, Budenholzer, Budenholzer. See, I I don't have Ty Lue in the S tier because. Or, ooh. I think he's as tier. No, I take that back. That was wrong. That was wrong. I messed that up. I'm gonna um he it may not S tier. Um, he has potential to, to be. He has like, potential I to agree. Be. He's probably not here. I agree. He's probably not here. It's interesting because the tier coaches I put him with all don't have a job. <laughs> like like that's what's crazy to me. I put him in the Mike Malone tier. I put him in the Nick Nurse, Mike Budenherzer, Monty Williams, um, Willie Green from the Pelicans. I think is a really good coach yep. too. Yeah, Pelicans got a good coach there. Agreed. Um, I put him in that tier. Like, I mean, he's better than Jason Kidd. Like, I'd rather have him as my coach than Jason Kidd. I mean, oh, who who Mike Brown. Yes. With the Kings, I put yes. him in that he's, tier with Mike Brown. I think Mike he, Brown's really good. I put him in the Mike Brown tier. I'm a believer in Mike Brown. Um, I'm a believer in Mike Brown. I put him in like the Quinn Snyder. Um, di- not Quinn Snyder tier. Yeah, like that. That's a good coaching comp for Ma Duca. It's Quinn Snyder, in my opinion. That's a really good coaching comp. No, I can agree with that. No, yes. I can agree. They with seem that. similar. Yeah. They're both. They seem similar. They're both uh, defensive. I think. Uh, I Ime think. Udoka, relates to players probably a little more because he's, he's a former but player. He's a former player. I think they're similar. In I, I think the, they're similar they in the, what they believe in. Philosophy of the game is very similar. Because, like, I don't know. Like you said, defensive-minded, really smart mechanical offense that really is good. It's not as free-flowing offense as maybe a Warriors team would be. Yep. Yep. But, like, it's – or like a Kings is more free flowing. It's really mechanical, more like a Denver Nuggets, like the Bucks, like just a mechanical, like you, like it's a system for sure, but it's not as free flowing. You know the hierarchy. I think this is a subject for a different day, but I do believe M.A. Udoka establishing a true hierarchy 
is going to be the best thing for this Rockets team and not sugarcoating it. Because I think Steven Silas didn't like to tell KPJ at times that like, I think Steven Silas and KPJ became too good of friends and it became impossible to coach KPJ. Mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. that. And it became impossible for him to get better because he might as well become a mentor and a best friend versus a coach. And that's like a hard balance. I think M.A. Doka is going to do a good job balancing that. Greg Popovich is the best in the world at balancing mm-hmm. that. No, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. And, so, and Steve Kerr, I think he's a really good coach. He's lucked into some really good players because he could not run that It's hard to evaluate with, him when you've only seen him with one when... team and they've been. And now, granted, he came up with an offense that utilized that team's skill set to perfection. Nobody can doubt that. But you are right. If Like, what would he do if when he loses Curry and Clay and, like, the best shooters? I mean, he might simply do what Phil Jackson did and just step away from coaching until another team comes Honestly, up that matches what he wants. Honestly, his track record with young players is not very young good. Pl- so that's one thing pointed towards him. One thing pointed towards him. I really wouldn't be shocked is when they retire, he steps away from coaching, and then he comes back into coaching when another team looks kind of similarly built. I Like Phil Jackson did that with the Bulls. After he was done coaching the Bulls, he stepped back. Then he came back to coach the Lakers, and then after the Lakers, he was done. Interesting perspective. Like, he, he, Interesting perspective. He, because he, Kobe Bryant and MJ, that triangle offense. And so, like, I think that's something to consider. But, like, I think we're going to wrap it up here because Tuesday is going to be a really big day, and we're really excited yep. for that. We're also really nervous yep. be because – It franchise-changing be franchise-changing day. day. We get the one pick. Champagne bottles are getting popped. I promise you. H town, I mean, we you like you might as well start celebrating the finals because you are winning a finals with that play. I agree. Like you can start I celebrating. Agree. You're like, we're gonna win a finals. I don't know when it is, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. You just don't know. You better be ready. You better be ready. I'm gonna start getting. Look, we get that one pick. I'm gonna start picking a place for my championship tattoo on my yes, leg. Yes, sir. Like that'd be insane. Because it's coming. It's definitely coming. Victor's getting Victor. Definitely we're gonna coming. build a statue of Victor. He in, might in be downtown. He might be statue worthy. Need to get a Hakeem one. Need to get a Hakeem one. Yeah, so we're we're just the recap. So just kind of a quick recap so everyone understands. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Nuggets and six, and I'm also gonna take Celtics and six. And I'm taking. Yep. And I'm taking Nuggets six as well. But I'm gonna take the Celtics. But I'm gonna take the Celtics and seven. And then game one, who do you like for both for both series? Game one. Game one. I'm thinking they'll come out quick. I think they'll come and out quick. Kind of do what the Sixers did. Kind of do what the Sixers and did. Then game one in the and West. Game one in the West. Um, I'll um, go ahead and take the Nuggets. I'll go ahead and I'll take, take the, the Nuggets. Nuggets. I'll, I'll take I'm the Nuggets. I'm taking Denver in game one. At the, I'm a big believer the easiest game to steal as a road team is game mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I honestly would go on the record that if the Heat and the Lakers won both won game one, I still think – they lose it in six, both of them. But I'm going to go Denver wins game one. I don't love it. Um, if the spread's over five points, I'd actually take the Lakers <laughs> with the spread at five points. And then um, with the Celtics heat, taking Celtics in game one. They got momentum carrying. I don't think the rest plays as big of a factor with the heat as people like to think. I think – because of the way that the Celtics won the last two games, the fatigue won't be an issue. I think the momentum carries. And I think the the uh, Heat might come out cold a little bit, and they might not be ready for a team like the Celtics level coming from playing the Knicks. 
there's a there might be a little lull and I don't think it lasts for a whole game I just think they might get blown out in the first half and the second half make adjustments I don't think they come back and win it let's say they're down 20 at half and they only lose the game by 13 like they put up more of a fight in the second half that's where I really see that game kind of going so I mean there's no I mean I highly doubt the spreads more than 10 points but if it's I bet the spread ends up being eight. I bet Celtics are eight, seven or eight, seven and a half, eight and a half point favorites game one. Uh, that's a lot of points, but I agree. All right. I agree. All right. That's good. And, uh, well, thank you all for joining us. Um, last week's interview with Daryl was really good. We appreciate all yep. of y'all's support. Thanks yep. for tuning in. Um, we, Thanks we, for tuning in. Yes. We're officially at over 50 viewers, like, and that's different viewers. So we really appreciate that audience building up. I personally don't know 50 people I've told directly. So there are some people out there listening that I potentially might not know. And y'all are my like biggest fans right now for me. Like I appreciate y'all the most because y'all listen to me without knowing me. <laughs> like maybe you start, maybe you're starting to know me a little bit more, but I appreciate y'all the most right now because y'all are dealing with us when, when you don't really know it. We can be kind of, goofy, but... no, we just do it. Our thing. No, we just do it. Our thing. Yeah, no, but we we appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll see y'all when this goes live. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Yep. All right, peace peace out. out. Appreciate y'all. Peace out.